Welcome everyone to episode 1.14 of the Commissioner Kellen podcast. Many men wish death upon me, but I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be, which is the repeat guillotine survivor. I was sweating, but my boys came through for me pretty early on, and I ended up being the second highest scorer on the week thanks to 100 points uh, in the Monday night football game. If you take a shot at the champ, you best not miss. But anyways, a week ago, we said rest in peace to Coolio and to Jugan, and today we will gather and say rest in peace as well. Now to our good buddy Singer. We had an absolute barn burner on Monday Night Football when it came to the guillotine league. We had a three-man race, and Singer just barely falls short of keeping his head. It took all 60 minutes, but Tommy kicked his way to survival thanks to Dan Carlson. And that's where we will start today with our agenda. We will start with the guillotine league. Singer will be joining us for our second ever live on-the-pod execution. We will then talk about what went wrong for Singer. Uh, and which players are now forever on his shit list. I'll then mention any big-name players available now from Singer's team, and oh boy, he's got some talent. Uh, I'll then give an update on liability of the year, and then we'll end the guillotine segment uh, by looking forward to week six, which begins our second two-week execution period so far this year. We'll go to the keeper in the auction leagues next. They will have a standard agenda and the same agenda, We'll recap last week's matchups quickly. I will mention any high scores worth mentioning, and then uh, I'll review the standings. That's it for the intro. Let's get Singer on the pod. Singer, thank you for being a good sport, Com- coming on with me to do this. Guillotine League aside, how you doing today? Well, it is a, a sad day at the Singerstead here as I lose my head live on air here <laughs> and you know i i just can't help but feel that my my team deserved better um i feel like they were better on paper but um you know sometimes that's that's what the fantasy gods have in store for you so um you know let let's get to it as i as i lose my head here um what do you got for me? I, w- I want to hear some uh, some of your analysis to to kick us off here. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, it dark. It's a dark Tuesday for you for sure. Um, you had some guys pop for you. you. You had, I mean, halfway through Sunday, were you worried? I was not. I was like, man, my yeah. projections. I was projected like one forty, one fifty. I'm like, oh, smooth sailing. You know, Jefferson went off. Jalen Hurts doing his thing, had almost 20 points from uh, Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Plugged him in, almost got me 20 points. I'm like, hey, we're we're looking good here. Yeah, and you got multiple guys, you know, around 20 or above 20. I mean, usually when someone dies, it doesn't take long to see. Like, usually their quarterback scores eight points or something. But, you know, Jalen got you 27. Raheem Mostert, 18. Justin Jefferson, 24. they all had weeks that, you know, they were considered better than good. Um, the multiple zeros, though, 
T. Higgins and Young Way Koo. That's tough for anybody to survive with multiple zeros. I had a zero on uh, on my team. I thought it was going to be my downfall. Uh, it's just too tough to overcome. And uh, kind of another bad swing of fortune for you was it also didn't help that Keenan Allen was out with a hammy. Um, I'm sure you could have plugged him in anywhere in your, in your roster and probably would have survived. So, I mean, when you lose by one, it's not hard to find things that you could have done differently that would have changed the outcome. I did see uh, swapping in any of your bench guys to replace T Higgins, James Conner, or JK Dobbins would have kept you alive. But I mean, yeah. I probably set the same lineup that I would have set the hindsight's always 2020. 20, so I had to give you something to haunt your dreams, but um, I, it was just kind of a tough loss. Yeah. You know, I, I can't say it's tough management, you know, tough sledding sometimes. I can't say that, you know, I would necessarily do anything differently just looking at that lineup. But, you know, you're right. I mean, even just plugging in literally any of my flex spots for J.K. Dobbins, you know, gives me the points. You know, I, I did check it out yeah. on the turn end of that, though. Tommy was the next lowest. If he puts in George Kittle instead of Waller, he gets those four extra points there, too. So, you know, that's that's just how fantasy goes sometimes, you know, you can't, you know, you gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. Unfortunately, you know, you can't really roll with the guillotine. And uh, when you're up against it, you know, someone's head's getting chopped. And unfortunately <laughs> this week, this week it was for me, you know, I got a little gripe about that T Higgins thing though. You know, he was oh, questionable man. all week, all week. Yeah. And then right at the, the start of game time, they're like, all right, he's good to go Sunday night. He's going in, he's going to play. I'm like, all right, you know, at least get some points uh, from T Higgins here. I think he ran like two or three plays and then they decide that, Oh no, he's actually not good to go and pull yeah. him out of the game. So what are you going to do? Like all week, you're going to say, Oh, he practiced expected to play. He did play three snaps and put up, put up that zero for me. Um, also uh, with uh, Hawkinson there to just the one grab for, I think six sure. yards not doing me any favors yeah he didn't just you know fall back down to earth he was thrown aggressively back down to earth um that what a what an up down roller coaster of a ride tj hawkinson has been these past two weeks it's so disappointing i mean best offense in the league on paper going into (laughs) new england and uh they get shut out which means bad fantasy days for everybody well, I feel like uh, Belichick kind of schooled Campbell there on the oh, game plan. Man. You know, the oh, Patriots man. do not have like a, oh, you know, wow, blow you away team. No. Um, but he just took him to school in that chess match there. And, uh, you know, Lions couldn't do anything about it. It looked like JV versus varsity. It was a tough watch for all of us Lions fans, I would say. Yeah, that T. Higgins, uh, that, that's frustrating too. Because uh, who's their head coach? Zach Taylor, I think, uh, after the game. He said, you know, T, yeah, he's banged up. I, I forget the exact words. I, I'm I'm butchering the quote, but he said, yeah, we could have used him situationally. Well, it's like, dude, he wasn't in there on red zone plays when you're losing a divisional game. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this the situation called for it. Yeah. No, I mean, that was bullshit. I don't know why he has to just lie through his teeth like that. I don't know. But regardless, tough break for the Bengals and maybe just a tougher break for you, buddy. Just 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm beside myself. I'm, you know, angry, sad, you know, want to fill my emotions with some food, maybe a little, uh, you know, trees here too. We'll see. There you go. <laughs> Why not? We'll see Whatever what the night takes. brings. Whatever it takes to get the pain away. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just kind of moving on from that a little bit, not to drown in my own sorrows here, but there's going to be a lot of uh, solid pickups on my team because I feel that my team was, was not the worst they were this week, which is, yeah, again, unfortunate. I lose my head, but, but my team has some, some players there. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what the people are going to bid on. We've got the workhorse, you know, the stud and Justin Jefferson, um, We've got Jalen Hurts, QB. Also, a little interesting for those who are going to listen to the pod before waivers, Kenneth Walker about to take that starting job in Seattle. So uh, he is on my bench. Probably should have started him. But uh, anyway, he, he is there for the pickings as well. And, and not to mention, you know, a couple other, you know, key pieces in there. You know, Allen will be back, C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins when they decide to play him and he's not injured. Um, but there's some quality pieces here that I, I want to see, you know, some people are getting low on cash. It'll be interesting to see who, who is going to make those bids and, and what they're going to go for. Absolutely. And I was, I was actually going to touch on Kenneth Walker cause I feel like it adds insult to injury, uh, with what you're going through right now, but man, he, he was probably a stash for not if, but when Rashad Penny went down with an injury. And of course, now you're sitting on a gold mine potentially, um, as you lose your head, which is just a tough break. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like if this were a, a two week, two week elimination, I, I would not be scared, you know, even having the lowest points this week, I would not be nervous about it. But with that one, those one weeks, you know, they kill you, you know, you got, you got one week to put up the points and yeah. if you don't, then that's it. And uh, yeah, like you said, you know, that, that was a stash that I was saving and hopefully I could have plugged him in this week, but somebody, somebody will. Oh and yeah. How, mu how much are they going to pay for him is the question. He'll get scooped up. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Tough, tough breaks for you this week, man. Your team kind of let you down. I mean, the odds of setting the perfect optimal lineup in fantasy football, I'd say are about 1% every week. Um, and through, no error of your own. There's just things looking back that's like, man, if I just plugged that guy in, I'd still be in the league today. But regardless, um, any other uh, closing words before we chop your head off here? Um, no, I, I just think, you know, if I could eliminate everybody, I would. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Somebody's got to win, right? You. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season shakes out. Uh, you know, I think how kind of Jugen worded it last week, there's some people who have some solid teams, uh, you know, Eric and, and Joe, uh, also yeah. though, you know, their, their waivers getting, a, their budgets getting a little low there while you have some other teams, uh, like Matt and Rick, you know, they've still got a full stash there. So, oh yeah, you know, they've made it this far. I imagine that one of those guys is probably going to bid quite a, quite a number on Jefferson here. Uh, you would think so, but like I said, I'll be interested to see some of the waivers. Um, I, how think, that I think Rick blows his load for Justin Jefferson. I can, I can just see it happening. He wants him so bad in keeper league from Joe. I think we see another 500 spot coming from Rick this week. 
Oh yeah. That, yeah. I, you know, saying it out loud, I, I would have to agree with that. So Rick, if you listen before waivers, blow that load, baby. <laughs> That's my bold prediction for, uh, for, I guess, waivers tonight, but, uh, yeah, any other bold predictions or anything? I feel like you already hit on them, but any other thoughts? I got a couple other things to run through here, but anything else um, on your mind before we uh, move on? Yeah, maybe maybe it's out of spite. Uh, maybe I'm still angry, but I feel like Tommy is going to lose his head next. He had the lowest oh. week last week, even though it was yeah. a two-week elimination. Um, still, still barely escaped by from uh, Jugan there and did the same thing again this week. So uh, he doesn't, uh, looking at his roster, he doesn't have a lot of depth, uh, a lot of too many pieces. So he, he's going to have to spend some of that fab too if he wants to stay in this thing. Yeah, the time might be now to spend some money. I, uh, Tommy does have the most money in the league, actually. He has $994 remaining. I'm in second with 902 remaining. Then there's Rick with 886. Matt with 859, Eric with 548, Jimmy with 498, Joe with 441, and Danko with 171. So quite a mix there of having a lot of money and not having much left at all. So pretty interesting. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I'll I'll be uh, keenly observing as a headless bystander on uh, how the rest of this league shakes out. You know, I'm again, pretty disappointed, but um, still a fun league and, and I'll still be here for all the action that uh, remains. Perfect. Yep. Please uh, keep participating in the surveys and the group chat and all that. Um, I saw your text. We'll come back to it, but uh, for the rest of the week. So yeah, names such as MVP candidate, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb, Keenan Allen, and others are going to be available here shortly. Regardless of who you bet on, waivers clear tonight while we are sleeping. I think they go through at like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. or something like that. So get those bids in. I wanted to touch really quickly on the update on liability of the year. These are the players, once again, that are on rosters of the executed teams. In total, we have cut 69 players now. Nice. Nice. Uh, very nice. Uh, we've cut 69 players from those executed teams. We have yet to have a player cut three times, but the following list of guys have been cut now two times from the executed teams. Those players are Joe Burrow, C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins, Elijah Moore, James Conner, Darren Waller, Tyler Boyd, Packers defense, and Ezekiel Elliott. So, do you bid on those players or not? I hope the, uh, the back and forth going on in your head keeps you up at night. Uh, and then I have one more final note. Uh, this coming week, week six begins another two-week execution period. We've alluded to this uh, in the past couple of minutes. Our next execution will be two weeks from today, and uh, we'll join Singer and our other dead friends um, in the afterlife. Uh, they'll be joined there. Uh, that will be determined by the lowest combined score from week six and seven. So, Singer, I know you have uh, something else you want to touch on. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um since I didn't get to uh, come back, this is for all you uh, keeper people who are listening to our survivor pod here. Uh, Kellen made a prediction about the Chris Bowl in the keeper league. <laughs> and I came out with a strong victory uh, well ahead of Chris. Uh, and it was so ugly. It, it was a little bit. Up. 
I felt bad for him. I think I had almost one, one, one ninety, you know, close to that two hundred mark. So yeah, you're right. You know, I just pummeled him right into the ground, and he <laughs> will be now known as Giuseppe Barnes. Giuseppe Barnes, let's go. It's funny you say that because I already recorded the keeper league segment, and uh, I hit on that pretty hard. So um, perfect. It'll uh, here we are at six fifty six p.m. on a Tuesday. I'll have this thing uploaded by like seven oh five. So. Quick side, quick side note about that too. Shout out to Chris. I played him in three leagues this week. He did oh, beat shit. me in the other two, but not in the one that mattered. So, <laughs> well, this is where it all counts. Yeah, this is this is the big <laughs> one right now. He's not even in this league though. He's scared. Too scared. Too scared. I, you know, it's it's tough losing your head, but sometimes you got to put it out there. You got to risk the neck. It is, and I. I appreciate you uh, risking your neck and putting yourself out there and joining me today for your execution. Uh, this was fun last week when Jugan popped on. He had the idea. and uh, We'll keep this going. This was fun. Uh, I enjoyed having you on, too, to talk through what went wrong here. Right. Last last words before my my time untimely death here. <laughs> there you go. Hey, any final words? I don't think so. Best of luck to everybody. You know, you got two weeks, two weeks here to keep your neck, you know, get those bids in, get those players now while you can. And, you know, make sure you think and scrutinize and comb through that lineup. So you got the the best possible chance to uh, avoid that guillotine. Yeah, that's for sure. The guillotine sucks, but it must be fed. It must be fed. That's for sure. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining. We'll call it a day. All right. Sounds good, brother. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. Later, fellas. Sounds good. See you, buddy. Dead man walking. Singer, the guillotine cannot be denied, and it has chosen you. It's time to accept your fate. Go into the light, my friend. Your players are no longer yours. Your fab is zero. Your guillotine season is over. You are dead. The price is wrong, bitch. Let's recap what went down last week. We'll start with our first matchup, my matchup against Eric. I said last week in the preview episode that this would be a coin flip, and holy moly, I nailed that one. I came out with a 1.33 point win over Eric. I will take it, but Eric has to be beside himself with Naheem Hines' 1.3 points after he leaves Thursday Night Football five minutes into the game. I'd be lying if I didn't say that's what made the difference. He has to be salty, rightfully so. But I will not apologize for victories. Tough break, E, but hold this L. Matchup number two, Singer versus Tommy. This was another close one. This was my upset pick, and I nailed this one too. Singer holds on against Dan Carlson's Monday Night Rampage to win by two points. He had medium-sized wins at quarterback and wide receiver and a big win at flex. Uh, That was enough to hold on for Singer against Tommy's 50 points from his running backs. Singer wins by a fingernail on this one, but he will gladly take that dub. Kyle versus Jose. 
Decent week by Kyle, 134 points, but Jose goes nuclear for the second week in a row with a score of 191 points. Geno Smith gets him 30. Kelsey gets him 30. Dallas's defense gets him 30. 90 points alone from three players. Kyle has a good day from his wide receivers who score over 50 uh, and 30 points also alone from Fournette. But even that wasn't enough for the can of whoop-ass that Jose opened up in this matchup. For the second week in a row, in a row Jose is our highest-scoring team. Jose, after an 0-3 start, I believe, is now on fire. Look out for whoever's got Jose next. Next matchup, Cam versus Brett. Cam got boned by Teddy Bridgewater leaving the game uh, and scored zero, a negative 0.25 points before doing so. That is a soul-crushing fantasy performance. And he still only loses by nine. Uh, Brett took, obviously, a massive quarterback win here with, Jaco- uh, with I'm sorry, not Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater in for Cam. Um then Cam's Cup and Adams wide receiver duo does get some much-needed points back there. Brett gets another win, though, at running back, uh, and then makes his killing at kicker uh, with Justin Tucker, and then Buffalo's defense going for 22. The devil is in the details, and Brett's kicker and defense are what got it done for him. Uh, the, they made the difference, and they vault Brett into a dub. And Brett needed that one, so he will not be apologizing for any victories either. Final matchup, the brother bowl, Mark versus Matt. Nature prevails, and the older brother beats younger brother. You just love to see it. This one was uh, by a pretty big margin. Uh, Mark wins the QB battle thanks to Showtime Mahomes, but Matt just crushes wide receiver and tight end. Mark started Kyle Pitts, who was declared out on Friday. He even was featured uh, in the debut of the Hey Jackass segment. Um, But Mark clearly doesn't want to win. Uh, I called him out for Harrison Butker, and I believe in my text message conversation with him, also mentioned that Kyle Pitts was out, and he didn't feel compelled to change that. So Mark just zero effort, zero Give a shit level. Hate to see it. Uh, Matt does win also at the defensive battle uh, by an 18-point margin. And he has himself a steady 154-point week. Mark underwhelms and doesn't even break 100, but that's the effort that he put forth. Maybe he should start an active tight end next time and maybe he breaks 100. Very disappointing there, Mark. You're killing me. All right, let's go next. To uh, any high scores worth mentioning, uh, we did have one addition to the uh, the top 10 scores of all time. Jose, in back-to-back weeks, is the highest scoring team in the league. 188 points last week and this week, 191.15 points. That is good enough now for the third highest score of all time. It bumps off one of my scores, 156.59, that I got last week. Um, Good on you, Jose. After a, yes, an 0-3 tough start, he is now digging himself out of a hole and is now 2-3. Total in the league, this week we scored 1,421.79 points. 
which is the second highest of all time. The only week that was higher was week two, where we scored 1,534. So it was a pretty high scoring week there. Let's take a quick look at the standings, and we'll call it good on the Guillotine League. In first place, after a lucky victory, is myself, money laundering at 4-1, and one, with the most points for in the league, 792.96. In second place, also 4-1, and one, is Brady Got Back. That's Matt with 770 points for. The final 4-1 and one team in third place is Singer Premium Assets, 669 nice points. Then we do not have any 3-2 and two teams. We jump right to the 2-3 and three teams, which covers teams 4 through 9. First is Jose Deesbo Nuts with 778 points for. I feel bad for whoever plays Jose next. He's out for blood. Then we have Brett, child please, also 2-3, and three, 750 points. Then we have Eric Hertz Donut, 721 points. Then Tommy in 7th, 696 points. Then we have Kyle in 8th, Big Gallery Energy, 674 points. The final 2-3 and three team is Mark Washington Potato, 607 points. The only 1-4 team in the league in 10th place is Cam, Internet Money, 657 points, which uh, only is better than one team. So, Cam, you don't even really have much of a gripe that the matchups burned you or anything like that. You just haven't been good enough. That's it, though, for the Auction League. The price is wrong, bitch. All right, it's going to be quick today, but we're going to go through the matchups from last week in the Keeper League. One recap I'd especially like to be very quick. The prophecy has been fulfilled once again. The number one team goes down to the 10th team in the league. The, until this week, winless Eli team takes down. Two girlies, one cup. I said last week, every year, Eli beats me in the regular season. I didn't think it would happen this year, and it did. Eli gets a much-needed win. I don't know what happened. It was a whirlwind of shit. Let's dive into the details a little bit. Uh, I had a couple of bad plays. Jared Goff. Seven points. T. Higgins, zero points. Miami's defense, negative six. Take those out of the equation. My team still was not good enough. Eli dominated early and often and explodes for his highest scoring week of the year by about 60 points. Massive, massive week for Eli. He picks a good time to do it. Gets his first win of the season. Congrats, Eli. I guess I just hope to see you in the playoffs so that the prophecy can be fulfilled again. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Had I won in the regular season against you, I would then be nervous if I saw you in the playoffs um, just because this is how it goes every year. So we're disappointed, a little flustered. We're going we're gonna to gather our, our positive energy here again, though. We're going to move on. It's all okay. It's one loss. We're moving on. We're also moving on to matchup number two, where we've got Sko and Eric, the surprise of the year, 
who just keeps rolling and proving the haters, me, wrong. Eric wins again against the defending champ. Eric has big wins at wide receiver, tight end, and defense, and it propels him past the defending champ by 40 points. Sko is probably a little frustrated with Waddle uh, putting up such a shitty performance, uh, but everyone else performed kind of as expected. Eric just went off. Eric's a force. He would have fizzled out by now if this wasn't for real. Eric is here. Eric doesn't need a rebuild. He's playing for keeps right now. Matchup number three, we got Rick versus Brendan. This is the one I called my game of the week, and it delivered. There was not a ton of offense here, but it was a close matchup. Uh, Rick edges out Brendan by eight points, thanks mostly to Nick Chubb uh, in the running back battle here. Chubb goes off for 25, which is more than Brendan's combo of Miles Sanders and Eno Benjamin uh, already. Um, Brendan is frustrated about Devontae Parker's goose egg against the Lions that almost burned me in the guillotine league. That just can't happen against the Lions. Uh, and then Brendan also has to be uh, frustrated, pissed off, whatever. Uh, but Josh Allen just kind of being muzzled in the game. Jumped out to a very, very early and massive lead the Bills did against Pittsburgh. Kind of called off the dogs in like the second quarter. Josh Allen stayed in the game. Uh, but Josh Allen, I think he had 400 yards by halftime. And they just kind of called off the dogs. So, you know, had there been any ounce of Pittsburgh offense in this game, Josh Allen could have gone off for 50, maybe even 60, and gotten Brendan a win. But regardless, Rick walks away with the dub here. Matchup number four, Matt versus the other surprise team is Joe. But Joe does fall short in this one. Um this was my upset of the week pick. I did pick Joe over Matt. That was incorrect. Basically, the difference here was Gabe Davis for Matt just popping off. Uh, starts the game with a 98-yard touchdown pass. Uh, and then the tight end matchup, that, that is also the difference. You know, it's Like I said, Gabe Davis popped off, gave Matt a pretty clear wide receiver edge. And then Hawkinson for Joe gets outscored by 16. Uh uh, to uh, to Goddard, uh, which was Matt's play. So um, this one wasn't particularly close, about a 25-point margin. Uh, so I missed that upset pick of the week by quite a bit. Our final matchup, Chris Singer versus Chris Barnes. The Chris Bull, I said the loser had to change their first name. I thought it would be Singer. I picked Chris Barnes to win this one. But after a measly 136-point week, Chris Barnes will now be known as Giuseppe Barnes. Singer must love his first name because he brought the heat with his best week of the year. Cousins, Lockett, Kamara, Josh Jacobs, and Buffalo defense all with 20-plus, while Giuseppe Barnes has just one guy put up more than 20. It was Eckler with 35, but nobody else got 20. So, Chris Singer, congrats on being able to keep your name. Uh, Giuseppe Barnes, welcome. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the friend group. Welcome to the pod. That's it for the matchup review. Let's go. Uh, we, we don't have any high scores to really mention. Um, again, the mark here to beat is 200 points. I, uh, I thought I'd have 
a few more names. I, I thought I'd for sure be on here a couple more times. I had 231 in week one. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I'd have a couple more scores of my own on here. I thought some other people would join me, but I guess uh, we'll have to continue waiting. The highest score of the week, though, um, was Singer. 191.29 points. Uh, what a performance. What a blow-up. Singer was on a two-game losing streak, stops the skid here, and just explodes for 191. Gets a much-needed win there. As a league, uh, we scored 1,514 points even this week, which is the second highest week of the year. Week two was the highest scoring week so far. Let's take a quick look at the standings now. In first place, even fresh off a loss, is myself. Two girlies, one cup. Uh, one of two four-in-one teams. I have 900.13 points for, though. Uh, in second place, the only other four-in-one team is Eric. 780 points. 120 behind the, the first-place team. Eric is a thing. Deal with it. In third place starts our three-and-two teams. Matt, the Todd father, has 805 points. Then we have Rick in fourth with 782 points. And then Joe, all about the Jeffersons, 720 points. And then Brendan, three and two, 692. Then, uh, now we have our two and three teams. In seventh place, our first and only two and three team is WDP Singer with 739 points. Singer's had a little bit of bad luck based on points. He should be two spots higher, but that's the game. Uh, that's it for the two and three teams. The rest are all one and four. We have the defending champ, Sko, our first one and four team with 688 points so far on the year. In ninth place is me and Mahomes. That's Giuseppe Barnes, uh, 661 points. And then Eli, his first win of the year, also one and four with 660 points. That is it for the Keeper League. Let's call it a day. That's all for today, boys. Thank you for listening. Special thank you to Singer for being a good sport in his execution. There are some sexy names out there in Guillotine League now, thanks to Singer's death. So get those bids in. Get your free agency affairs in order as well in the other leagues. One last reminder, we have a two-week execution period beginning this week in Guillotine. Should make for some good action. This time next week, we will recap how week one goes and see how everybody sits going into the execution week. That is it, though, for now. Y'all be good now. I'll talk to you later this week. The commish is out.